Today's episode of Tales of the Void Fair is presented in part by Podgo. Podgo is the easiest way for you to monetize your podcast, providing podcasters with a flat rate for ad space so you always know how much you're going to get when you include an ad from Podgo. Apply today to become a member and immediately be connected with advertisers that fit your audience. That's podgo.co at podgo.co. And be sure to tell them Tales of the Voidfarer sent you. Flapwing, you and Merrick are currently lurking in a dark alleyway on the Rock of Brawl. Merrick is shuffling back and forth nervously. All right, Flap, run the plan by me one more time. Okay, you really got to listen this time, Merrick. So what we're going to do, we're going to get in there, and then we're going to pretend that we are collectors, pretend that we're buyers, right? I'm going to talk to the guy when he shows us the most expensive stuff. I'm going to dazzle him like I always do with, you know, my my skill and talent with my voice and you, you know how it works. Right. And then while I'm doing that, you, you know, pilfer what we need to pilfer. Okay. And then we say, oh, you know, I have to talk with my investors. I have to talk to my buyers. And then, you know, we get out of there. Peace in hand. All right. All right. Uh, good. Good. Um, I don't know why I was thinking that there was somewhere in the plan that I was going to sneak up behind somebody and knock them out. Nope. Nope, 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 Mary. Okay, I'm glad I asked. Oh, there's a reason you aren't the brain in this group, and that's okay. <laughs> look, I'm beginning to resent that a little bit, but... Okay, yeah, all right. Look. You know I'm joking with you. <laughs> we all have our strengths, and mine is actual strength. Yeah, that's true. Listen, this wouldn't work without the brain and the brawn. Okay. Merrick, you're an important part of this plan. Uh-huh. Things are going to be okay. This is going to be no different than all the other jobs we've been on, dude. I mean, look, that, that's a fancy place. Yeah, it's fancy. It's I mean, a big it's, museum. Like, there's there's security. I know. I know there's security. But listen, the, the, the place we hit up last month, that also had... I mean, granted, it was a lot less security than this place has, but we're kind of scaling up, Merrick. You know, sometimes you got to up your game. All right. All right. All right. I'm cool. We got this. So long as I don't need to talk to anybody, we're good. Oh, bud. You're freaking me out, please. Look, I'm pretty sure that one guard that came back here on patrol was at least part bugbear. Okay, he was part goblin at best. Everything looks like a bugbear when you're a halfling. And again, no offense, Merrick. I mean, you're you're you are the brawn. And I couldn't do this without you, bud. But he was not a bugbear. Well, like we're the same height. I know I'm a halfling. I know halfling jokes are super common, but yeah. we're the same height. I know, I know. But if I anything, mean, I'm like a quarter inch taller than you. Okay, well, listen, that was a couple months ago when we last measured ourselves. And it, it, anyway, that doesn't matter. All I, I, I have grown, by the way. Um, but <laughs> listen, oh, there is power in small things, right? That's our mantra. Power in small things. All right, here we go. You ready? Ready. 
and he like puts on this uh this like extra tough facial expression. Flapwing dons his uh his top hat and monocle. <laughs> yeah, and Merrick is just wearing like his his normal clothes. You made him tuck in his shirt at least, mm-hmm. but his shirt still has like no sleeves. Okay. But it's good <laughs> cuz he like he'll like cross his arms and like flex his halfling biceps and triceps. Yeah. Oh, he would have flexed those sleeves right off. I'm glad they weren't where well, they weren't mm-hmm. there. Yeah, okay. he's just he's just skipping a step. Whew. It's efficiency. Right. So uh, we make our way in. Did we have a reservation, Nick, or was it? Or were we just going to talk to whoever was in charge? Yes, you have used your connections, and through the fake identity that you've created, your persona that you have right now, have made an appointment. Okay. All right. Uh, I go to the uh, the the guard who's uh, near the entrance, and I say, uh, <laughs> "What ho, tally ho, good sir! Uh, it is I, Malachi Winters, and I'm here for my audience with the uh, person in charge of the museum, the curator, as it were." Um, the the one guard glances at the other one and nods, and the other guard will go inside. And a couple minutes later, he'll come back out and goes, "All right, come in." Yes, very good, very good. You go in and you see that there is a half-elf in a very fancy uniform waiting for you there. Ah, Lord Winters, I presume. Yes, yes, of course. Um, This is my associate and brother, Morfrey Winters. He is adopted. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) Merrick, like does a little double take at you because you've not rehearsed no, that. of course I haven't. <laughs> no, and then he kind of like gulps and just nods without saying anything. Mm. <laughs> so, so, let's see the goods then. Yes, as I began telling you in our last missive, unfortunately, our collection is a little bit bare at the moment mm. due to exciting developments within our display schedule here at the museum. Um, we had to relocate some of our items to make a room for a new display. But no matter, I'm sure you will find something available mm. that is to your liking. Of course, of course. Well, I like what I'm seeing right behind you there. Is that a, a jewel-encrusted tiara? <laughs> As a matter of fact, it is. Mm. However, that that is not for sale. Hmm. Mmm. Never say it isn't for sale before you know the price, young boy. I slap him on the shoulder. In fact, that is uh, but one of the pieces from the collection that we are currently allocating an entire wing to. Mmm. What collection is that? It is the private collection of one Luckby Cumbled. Mm. Um, He was rather generously donated a great several items to be displayed here, which, from what I understand, is only a mere fraction of his full collection. See, I see. But that particular display is still being set up. The objects that I will be showing you are this way. And he gestures down the hall. Sure. Flapwing's going to follow him, but he's like muttering under his breath as he like stares at the tiara. He's like, oh, it's kind of uh, dwarvish. Uh, looks like mining techniques on the gems. This is incredible. Um, and then he kind of like nods to Merrick a little bit as he's walking behind uh, the elf. Yeah, Merrick will look at you and kind of give you a look of like, what? And then realize what you mean and nod. And as you follow, he looks like he's going to approach the crown. Great. So you continue walking down this hallway and you actually go past a large archway that looks into a room that is darker than the others. Like it looks like the magical illuminations that will actually illuminate the various art pieces are not fully 
on in this room and you see a banner across that says the esteemed Luckbeak Humboldt collection. Various items on loan from the private collection of Luckbeak Humboldt. And there's in fact a painting of an old smarmy looking doar. Yeah. They're long banners that hang on either side of the archway. And there's like a little barricade blocking that off as that wing is not currently open. Uh, Flapwing is like staring in awe as he passes this because I don't think he's ever seen a doar held in such esteem as this. Mm -hmm. So uh, he's just, he's filing this away somewhere in his brain like, wow, I I one day want to be, oh God, I one day want to be this guy. Uh (laughs) (laughs) As I was saying it, I realized (laughs) what I was saying. (laughs) Prophetic indeed. Mm. (laughs) Yeah, and even in the not fully lit chamber beyond, you can make out the vague shapes of grand statues and sculptures and paintings and In fact, the contents of this entire wing put the crown that they just put at the entrance as an advertisement for this wing kind of like makes it look like jump change. Sure. I I, kind of stop the elf. Friend, can you tell me a little more about this uh, this Lord Humboldt? Um, He's he's native to the rock. I have never heard of him before. You've never heard of Luckbeak Humboldt? He was a a prolific stage actor back in the day, but uh, nowadays he's something of an eccentric recluse, mostly known for his prestigious art collecting. Very interesting. It seems I may want to meet with this Mr. Humboldt and and simply uh, compare collections, or uh, do you have his contact information by chance? Unfortunately, that information is very hard to come by. Um, Of course, of course. In fact, this entire display has only been set up through intermediaries. Interesting. And should you ever find yourself in a situation to meet Mr. Humboldt, you should consider yourself incredibly privileged. He is rarely seen in public and almost never takes visitors. I see. Uh, In fact, no one quite knows if he has any primary associates he mostly keeps to himself it seems uh, as soon as the elf turns his back again uh, if Merrick is back with us uh, I'm going to like mouth the word like friendless to him right while the elf is talking Merrick does come back but you see that he has like kind of a worried expression on his face Uh-oh. and when you look at him he kind of holds up his hand and you can see that there's some burn blisters on his hand and then makes like a gesture at his throat, like back and forth, like, nah. Got it. <laughs> okay. Um, I'm going to mouth the Merrick, like mm-hmm. uh, po- pointing a finger, like at an exit, like, do we need to go? Merrick shrugs and kind of shakes his head like he doesn't think so. Okay. Then I, I mime wiping sweat off my brow and uh, continue onward to the next location where the elf is leading me. Yep. The elf leads you to a side chamber and he unlocks a door and you see in here are shelves that have like little alcoves like kind of set in and it looks like it's a variety of art pieces that are not currently on display. They are specifically items that the museum owns that they are looking to cycle out of their collection and sell off. And you can see that actually most of these little alcoves are bare. Okay. I think I'm following, but I'm kind of in a daze, just like, mm-hmm. like this suddenly just seems like small potatoes to Flapwing, I think. Mm-hmm. Like, this is mm-hmm. this is still the job, and he's going to do it, but his heart is not in it as much as it was when he walked in here. 
Mm-hmm. He's just thinking about that Luckbeak guy. <laughs> right. As I've said, we've already vacated much of the items that we were currently offering up for sale. But if you look here, and he will, you know, kind of show you various items, and none of them even come close yeah. to the stuff that was out in that gallery. And while this elf is kind of showing you things, Merrick is kind of standing nervously by the door. And you see Merrick suddenly kind of do a double take down the hallway and then look at you eyes wide. Okay, I very casually follow his eye line down the hallway. While the elf is talking, you can like take a step and glance and you could see there's a couple guards down at the end of the hall, one of which is like the big guard that Merrick had mentioned earlier. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the two are talking to each other and one points down the hallway at you guys. Oh, what? Oh, I'm tired yet again. Ah, oh, damn this thing we call sleep and that we must do it. Yet I must. I must take my leave for today. I approach the elf and I say, it has been been truly, truly a pleasure. The nearest exit, sir. <laughs> the elf is taken aback a little bit, and he goes, "Um, well, if you're not interested in any of these items, you need only say not a so. matter you of don't... interest. I have dyslexia and must sleep." <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> I am terribly sorry if I offended. Um. You, he, like, starts to gesture in a direction. You presume to say that that's the exit? Very good. More free. <laughs> Do you guys just split? Yeah. I'm fucking out of there, dude. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So you run, and you scramble to the exit just in time to hear the shout of a couple guards. But you've bursted through the door and out into the night of the Rock of Brawl once more. Merrick says, Sorry. I think the magic on that crown might have alerted them after all. Okay, no big deal. Again, uh, power in small places. Um, Power in small places. They're never going to think to look inside those trash cans. Let's hop in and we'll wait them out. Okay. (laughs) I I hop in a, a trash can... And I think if Merrick hops into the one next to me, I'm... No. Oh, damn it. Mer- okay. Merrick jumps in the same trash can that you're in. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> so there's two trash cans. And you point to him and Flapwing goes in the one. Yeah. And then there's a pause. <laughs> and then Merrick just oh. wedges himself into <laughs> See, the same one. This is why I've made such good friends with Ravnus. She just reminds me of my I know. friend. I, w- I was going to say, maybe Luckbeak's the weird one because this seems to be a pattern. It's true, yeah. I just don't understand D&D. This is what everybody does. Yeah. While we're in there, I'm going to say, buddy, mm-hmm. it was no big deal. I don't know if you heard what I heard, but we're about to hit the score of a lifetime. Val sets four glasses down on the table in her office and pulls out one of her bottles of liquor, kind of chuckling to herself as she pours a glass for each of you and a glass of cider for Lucky. <laughs> not the uh, not the smoothest of uh, escapes, but at least we'll be telling that story for a while. And she takes a, a sip of her whiskey. It's a couple hours after you guys made your rather chaotic departure from the atmosphere of the vizier. 
and you are currently on your way back to Nadir Anchorage with Diego Vasco and all of the Seeker survivors to drop them off there. But now that you're underway and things have kind of settled down and you guys have all settled into your voyage, Val has called you into her office to kind of debrief from everything that you experienced the last two weeks away from the Voidfarer down on the planet's surface. But Val just seems to be tired, but in a good mood. You know, that kind of levity after a very tense situation. However, she is unaware of something that you guys are. Three Mind Flayer Nautiloids and one gigantic Mind Flayer Dreadnought that came very close to the ship um, that nobody else seemed to have been able to see. Val takes a seat and says, Well, uh, shall we talk about uh, what... What happened down on the planet? Um, sure. Um, what what parts would you like to start with? Um, there's a there's a lot to talk about. Well, yes. Um, mostly I was wondering how you went to go deliver things to the mine, and then there was suddenly um a fucking space worm the size of the fucking moon itself, practically. Um, so um, I'm a little confused about that. You. You want to know the whys of why a giant space worm attacked us? I mean, there, I suppose there is, but... I just want to know how the mission went. I'm, I mean, I don't know if you want to take this one, Marco, because everything I got to say... I mean, all you got to do is take a look at that town we took off from to know that it didn't go real great. Well, um, just point of order here. I mean, the, the worms are certainly... Um, fascinating and that we we know the history of that but it's more like shouldn't we talk about how the giant worm disappeared because that seems to be the most pressing concern the void fair broadside cannons finally did the trick um well i'm very confident in our weaponry i'm certain that it is quite impressive but um what what about the ships that came in and made a worm the size of a moon just Disappear. I'm... I'm sorry? Are you... Oh, sorry, forgive me. Um, I mean, this is this has been a lot that's happening. I probably need to take a moment myself, but, um... The three... Three Nautiloids. They showed up. They were... I mean, they were... Close, very close. And then suddenly this worm the size of a... Moon... Just disappears. She kind of furrows her brow and looks at you confused. Oh, well, there's nothing to concern ourselves with a couple of GIF ships. I mean, they bumble themselves around the entire system all the time. I think at that point, Marco would look at Ravnus and Luckbeak like, can I get some assistance here? Uh, Luckbeak doesn't quite understand what's going on, but he's good enough at lying to just know that something is up. So he says, uh, uh, Marco's tired. Val... There were so many things going on, it was hard to figure out what was happening. That's certainly true. Yeah. Ravnus is looking at everyone like she knows that we're trying to keep something secret, but she isn't totally sure why. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Well, what if it was Nautiloids with a bunch of squids on it that destroyed all the worms? Look, the the gif on those vessels didn't do anything. Our broadsides did the trick. Um, you guys get the impression that you're saying things and Val is just hearing different words. Um, v- 
Val, may I inquire something real quick? Because I'm, I'm, I think there's a miscommunication here. Um, could you tell me what you saw during the chaos of the worm almost eating the caravans and when the worm disappeared? Like, what was your account of that? Because I'm, uh, I think we have some wires crossed. We just need to, to, mm-hmm. to figure out. Well, like you said, it was, like Luckbeak said, it was chaotic. Uh, we were taking off, and the worm erupted out of the town and started pursuing the people down on the vehicles down below. I ordered the broadside cannons to fire, um, and they didn't appear to be taking much effect at first, but um, we had a lucky shot that finally did the trick. Um, there were other ships around, uh, the dwarven ship taking off with some of its small escort vessels, and um, these ships that arrived, but nothing out of the ordinary. Um, Ravnus is going to try a little experiment here. Um, she is going to go, assuming, like, Marco has his bag on him, or really just, like, if she can find, like, some sort of writing utensil and, like, a piece of paper, I'm assuming she can do that. Yeah, 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 you, the, I mean, you're in Val's office, so there's, like, there's, there's, like, parchment and ink and quill, like, laying around, uh, like, within reach, regardless. Uh, Okay, Mm -hmm. so she's going to take, like, a piece of blank paper and, like, Mm -hmm draw what happened so like draw like the not a Lloyd like blowing up the worm as best she can she's like not an artist and it probably has like labels mm-hmm. and things like that and like arrows uh-huh. with like a little like a little like squid face and stuff um and then she's also going to write on that paper the Nautiloid ships killed the uh, neothalids and just put it in front of Val and like see what she does Val will look at it. She kind of furrows her brow. I don't understand. What don't you um, understand? I I mean, Ravnus, um, I, I don't mean to um, offend you or anything. Uh, you're not... I don't... Are these ships... If you, I mean, you've labeled them. Uh, the Voidfarer, um, a gift vessel, and whatever. Um, you guys can make insight checks. That's pretty good. Um, that's a 12. Mine was a 13. Mine's 22. Okay, Marco and Ravnus. Something is very clearly wrong. And in fact, like, you almost get the impression that, like, Val is almost, like, fucking with you. But Luckbeak, as you kind of sit there observing Val and kind of, like, what she's saying and and stuff, you get the distinct impression that she is just simply perceiving something else in any form that has to do with the event that took place. Mentioning it, like, turns into something else. She hears something completely different. Her her memory of the event seems to be completely different than what you observed. And even this drawing that Ravnus has drawn, she is perceiving it differently, that whatever she's perceiving is aligning with whatever false or alternative events that she is remembering. Mm-hmm. It's almost like her perception is being altered in real time around the presence of these mind flare ships. Right. Explaining them away as gift vessels instead. No threat at all. You know, the Void Fair was the one to destroy the worm. Sure. Like she's confused as to why you're asking this, and she's actually chuckling slightly, like, you guys you guys are fucking with me. 
Now, I would like to talk about how the meetings with the Moonhammers went and if Brawler was able to make her delivery and if we received pavement. Well, we have something more important to talk about. The squids. Ravnus, we ain't got nothing more important to talk about. The gif are not a threat. I don't... What? What is going on? Val, all of us. I had the most sleep. Marco, cut it out. Uh, I had the most sleep last night, so let me speak for us. The delivery was a success. Uh, we fucked up along the way. We feel real bad about it. Can we retire to our chambers? Um, sure. I feel like we're glossing over some details, but if you'd like to retire, we can revisit this at another time. Um, I also... I'm sorry. Um, there was a few other little tidbits in there, Luckbeak, if you don't mind, before we adjourn. Um, and then uh, beforehand, Marco is going to like think on Cyrus. Like, Cyrus, do you have any input on this? Cyrus is going to say, Hmm. This is very bizarre behavior. But he doesn't say anything else. Okay. Uh, I'm going to elbow Marco, and I'm going to say, no dad gum way we're going to say anything else before we get a full night of sleep, Marco. Um, no dad gum way we're going to do it. Can I roll an insight check on that? Like, <laughs> I would love that. <laughs> <laughs> so that was a natural one. Oh, oh no. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, no, you hear absolutely. his dad. Dad. <laughs> yeah. 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 I, I'm uh, sorry. I don't know what language you're speaking. Luckily. Um, <laughs> um, turns back over to Val. Val, um, there's still two things I need to mention about an archon and the 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 storm you know what i'm talking about i mean come on we can this the storm down on the moon yes um yes i'm i'm sorry this will only take a second then we can all go and get some sleep um i think what i'm um sorry i'm just a little out of whack now um while we were at the moon hammers we found an old dig site and inside of it was the archon of the Kratorian empire that is now a lich um, you met with a lich. Yes, the lich is responsible for that storm out there. Um, and is from the Kratorian Empire, and gave us some information that I think would be very important. Well, that would make the lich over ten thousand years old. She looks really good for her age, in truth. <laughs> <laughs> huh. All right. What so did you learn? We learned. Something about Kratoria in particular that there was odd things happening to their heads of states, starting to acting odd, odd behavior, nonsensical behavior, um, behavior that's actually currently being experienced in the Moonhammer people. Um, and she pointed to an old Kratorian library known as the Lysithium Iconis on the planet of Adilphos, which is now goes by the name of uh, the Elder Sister. Val's eyes kind of crossed slightly. <laughs> but um, we also learned of something else, that there was something called the Nafpigos Shipyards, and Val, your father, Adam, had a statue in the Moonhammer camp. Wait, wait, wait. What? Yes, I'm, I'm, I'm getting there. Um, but your father had, your, uh, there was a statue of your father in the Moonhammer. Marco, I feel like you're burying the lead here. I'm probably, I don't know. Um, but the point being is that your father... There was news that your father may be on 
the shipping yard that goes by the name Nafpaigos. Um, I don't know what its actual name is now. It's certainly not the Elder Sister. Okay. Well, then we have to go there. Well, I wanted to at least talk to you about that, because, well, there's a potential that your father might be on Nafpaigos. Um, we don't know where that is, but we do know where the library is that could help us with this current situation that could potentially be affecting the Moonhammer family and the Dwarven society. We should deal with the squids first, though. Val looks at you exasperatedly and doesn't say anything, but looks back at Marco <laughs> <laughs> uh, and says, well, we can, we can find out where that's at. You've, you've never, have you come across that name before any of your Cretorian research? Have I? Not that you have seen, but at the same time, you may have read it and it not been anything important at the time because you didn't have the, the information and knowledge you have now, but not, not that you recall. And we can have, we can have Johannes uh, cross-reference uh, current maps and charts of crop space. Uh, I can have Orella help with that in that regard. We can try to find this place. Um, if, I'm, if I may, Val, um, what could really be helpful here is also a library that has countless information in it. I can easily find where Nafpaigos is if I get to that library. There's bound to be atlases that would contain where Nafpaigos is. It's, it was apparently a very popular shipyard. Yes, but the Elder Sister is going to take us a long way out of our current trajectory. No. If I may, that, that, that is true. The Elder Sister is um, far. I, far. However, we could actually save time going there and even looking for Nafpaigos along the way and then getting concrete answer once we're there versus... Potentially looking and looking and looking, and we might find out where Nafpaigos is and end up burning up more time than we would have if we just went to the Elder Sister. Uh, Val sits back and kind of furrows her brow a little bit and goes, Well, I do have another job for the Voidfern lined up, and it is going to be a long one. The plan was to take off from the Deer Anchorage as soon as we drop off these Seekers and Brawla and resupply. It'll take about a week to get back to Nadia. I'll have Johannes start looking into this place, um, if you wouldn't mind helping him with that, seeing if you can find any reference of this location. Um, and we can assess the situation when we get to Nadia. The next job is going to take us clear across the system, about a 28-day journey. Depending on what we find, we may be able to fit some detours into that. But if I find information of where this... Nafpaigos. Nafpaigos is, then we might have to assess things at that point. Uh, Marco's going to look a little more flustered at this point, and I kind of like bite his tongue a bit and says, you know, it's um a long trip. We're all very tired. I think I'm going to take uh, Luckbeak's advice here and go have myself a nap. Um, oh, now. Great. All right, cool. <laughs> so, um, Val, thank you. Um, we can talk more about this whenever we've all got a decent night's sleep. Val will nod and go, very well, very well. Um, and uh, she will um, dismiss you guys, And uh, but as you guys are standing up, there's a knock at the door. Come in, and the door opens, and you see Ezerath standing there. Captain Valeria Rain, my name is Ezerath, and I wish to formally join your crew. 
She just says shouting into the room, not even uh, <laughs> <laughs> regarding the rest of you standing there. And Val goes, oh, um, she looks at the three of you guys. Uh, is this a friend of yours? No. No. I down my drink. <laughs> <laughs> she was a stowaway when we went down to the planet. A stowaway. And Ezerath doesn't even flinch and just kind of like staring down Val. And she goes, I did what I had to do. And now I would like to join your crew. I believe that my goals align with your own, at least for the time being. And Val kind of looks at you guys again and looks back at her and go, and what happens when they don't? And Ezerath will say, actually, Ezerath won't say anything. She'll just stand there. <laughs> Nick to Nick, damn, that was a good question. <laughs> yeah, that was a good question. <laughs> But, uh, uh, <laughs> now I'm going to down Ravnus's drink. Um, <laughs> Ravnus is going to look at Val and she'll say she just wants to hang around so that she can bug the three of us. Well, do you have skills? Val, Val <laughs> and Ezerath says, I can make myself useful, yes. Val will shrug. All right, you'll start out at starting crew wages. Better to bug the three of them than bug me. <laughs> We're just letting anybody on this ship now? Anybody can stow away? Oh, the kids? Sure. This random gift? Sure. What the heck, Val? I thought I thought I thought we were special. <laughs> Whatever gave you that idea? Yeah, alright. I just gonna go to bed. <laughs> I'm just gonna leave the room. Uh, I'm I'm following Marco out of the room if yeah. he's leaving. Ezerath will nod and just turn and walk away. <laughs> um Ravnus, as she's walking out, is going to try. She's going to say this like sort of loudly to try to try to see if she catches uh, Azeroth's attention as well. And she, as she's leaving the room, she's going to say to Marco and Luckbeak as they're also walking out, "What about all the Nautiloid ships and the squids?" Val is going to say, "Ravnus, please. I don't know why you're obsessed with this." Azeroth doesn't actually have any reaction. Um, if if she heard it, like, I mean, you said it loud enough that she did hear it, but to her, it didn't sound like anything that concerns her. Uh, she's going to say to Val, um, we'll look at everything they've done to the Gith Yankee and the Gith Sarai. Look at what they created on that planet. I I'm pulling Val out of the room at this point. Uh, pulling Val? Or, or, yeah, I'm getting <laughs> Val the fuck out this of there. This is my office! Push Ravnus into the room, close the door. <laughs> um, may I make an insight check on Ezerath? Yeah. Before I before I follow suit. Okay, that's, uh, that's a 21. Yeah, um, Ezerath uh, seems to be in generally the same mood she has been. Um, she is kind of giving the three of you um, a little bit of like the cold shoulder treatment since she learned about your link. Um, and uh, she, she didn't like was Ravnus a... anyway. <laughs> <laughs> she didn't like Ravnus anyway. And uh, she was just there to make sure she wasn't going to get chucked off the ship. And now that that has been determined, she is done. And like in reaction to what Ravnus said, she has no no reaction at all. She just continues walking away. I'll just uh, walk on out of there. Yeah. As, as Luckbeak is pulling Ravnus out, Val is going to say, Ravnus, if you keep carrying on this way about the gift, people are going to start to think you're racist. <laughs> <laughs> they're large hippo people. They're loud, but come on. 
I kind of look back at that one kind of exasperated and just like, <laughs> walk on out. <laughs> so, yeah. As Luckbeak is pulling Ravnus away, um, she's going to look at Marco and be like, why can't she understand us? I'm as exasperated as you are. Hey, what the hell is wrong with you two? Like, obviously something wrong is happening here, and we're the only ones that can see or hear certain things, and yet y'all keep trying to persist. Like, something's dangerous happening, and and we can't just be out there with, with whatever we have going on. Like, we need to figure this out before we spread the word more. Man, I, I mean, Ravnus, I... I mean, I expected this out of you. No offense. But Marco, you can't read a room? Marco kind of like shrugs. I have to admit it was quite odd, but I didn't see how it related to the Lysithia Maconis. Yeah. Oh, yeah. How'd your plan go to get to your little library? You're willing to tell Val about her dad if it gets you to this library? Come on, Marco. We don't know this ship. Something's going on that's wrong in it. And now we just maybe fell right into the trap of, of whatever mind flares or, or giant worms or, or Ilfids or Githyanki or, 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 or Cthulhu's or whatever the hell it is. I mean, who knows what that statue down there was for? We should have figured this out before we gave Val this mission that's now stuck in her brain. Oh, because you wanted to go to a library? Is that it? Well, if anything, giving her the thing of Nafogus would have... Uh, never mind. Um, real quick, okay, let's, let's think about this for a second then. Um... So they don't, they didn't see the Nautiloids, but we did. And a, I, I, I kind of like look at Ravnus and go, and look back and like, did you all see any GIF besides the ones that we always see? No. May I make an Arcana check just to see what the, what fuckery is going on here? Uh, yeah. Okay, so that's a, that's a 22. Y- yeah, uh, well, it definitely seems like, like at least Val just remembers the event differently than the three of you. Like, when you mentioned ships, she seemed to acknowledge that, oh, yeah, there were ships, but the fact that they were Mind Flayer ships was something that it didn't seem like she was able to comprehend, almost as if, like, her perception of you even mentioning that fact was getting altered in the moment. The effect kind of feels similar to, like, a modify memory, but if that were the case, it would need to be one that's like happening almost instantaneously in reaction to like real time stimulus. And that like boggles your mind a little bit to think about like if there was something that could do that, it would it would be like God level powerful. Um, Just judging by the effect, that's what it kind of feels like. So it wasn't that like the mind flayer ships were invisible. It's just that everyone's perceptions were altered around them perhaps. Marco was going to say to the others, like, I don't think that we are in a situation where we were on the back of the of the Spelljammer, the Manta Ray. Um, this feels like something else, something but on that level. That, that shouldn't be possible. Um, I need some time to think about it, but I will at least say I don't think that we are in present danger like we're on a Nautiloid ship. And then Marco's going to start walking off just muttering to himself, he don't even realize I'm <laughs> mad at him right now. <laughs> he thinks he just helped me. <laughs> That's fair. Well, uh, I, I don't know, Ravnus. Don't don't go 
don't go blabbing about this to anybody. Let let's figure it out before before we talk about it to anybody. Yeah? But everyone could be in danger. Yeah, I know, but you realize that no matter how many times you say not a Lloyd, they're not gonna hear you, right? You're not doing anybody no favors. They're just thinking that you're less and less credible. We can get them on alert at least. Well, you can't just, like, all you're doing is going around yelling GIF. Like, that's not going to help nobody, Ravnus. Yeah, but if they know that something's wrong, they can be on alert. Yeah, or they can think that something's wrong and, and kick us off the ship because we got problems. Like, we don't want to be a, a, a detriment to the team here. Like, they're going to think that something is legitimately wrong with us, Ravnus. We don't, we don't want that. I don't think Val is going to kick us off the ship. She thinks that we're special or something. I I almost literally just had that conversation with her, and she does not think we are special. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, she goes, maybe, but we're still, well, I'm the best fighter on the ship. Uh, all right. I mean, I'm just saying you, you ain't never seen Lester fight. Like, that dude can kick I, I trust me i saw him take down robin one day it was a uh, it was it was a tragedy ravnus is has sparred lester several occasions I'm just pulling <laughs> random names off this player say uh-huh. no it's you, you only just happen to pick one that has canonically God sparred with ravnus it. and she kicked his ass <laughs> um okay um y'all, y'all don't know how strong yuri is oh shit um <laughs> <laughs> what did he fight now yeah. uh, okay uh, I say uh, alright I, I mean do what you want Ravnus but I mean I can't follow you down every road I mean if, if, if what you're going to do is go spilling the beans on this I'm going to deny that I saw anything because I got to figure this out before I go talking about it that, that just ain't how I operate just talking about things willy nilly but we have to stop the squids. Ravnus. <laughs> he closes his eyes for a second, and then he opens his eyes and he says, Ravnus, there weren't no squids. Um, she looks deeply betrayed. <laughs> and, um... <laughs> oh, that hurt, that hurt a lot. Mm-hmm. Um... <laughs> Damn it, Saker. I'll gaslight the shit out of Ravnus. <laughs> we start off by destroying the party. <laughs> she she is going to sort of like go like she's going to slap him. Oh. But um but stop herself and storm off. Well, one friend up and one friend down, I guess. Uh, and he walks off to head to Merrick's room. Hey everyone, Nick Yurisiva here, your dungeon master and lord of the little-known demiplane of dread, Ohio. We have launched our Patreon. If you have been enjoying our show and the other Project Derailed podcasts like Fables Around the Table and Big Streaming Pile, we would appreciate you considering supporting us on Patreon. Your support gets you access to VIP channels on our Discord server, Q&A priority and extended Q&A episodes, and at the $7 tier, a whole new podcast featuring the Project Derailed crew. 
And we know this past year has been hard for many of you, so if you can't contribute monetarily, no sweat. Sharing us on social media and leaving a review on iTunes are great ways to support us at no cost to you. And, of course, we are just grateful each and every day for everyone just listening in. Go to patreon.com slash project derailed for more info. And feel free to follow us on the media of socials at VoidfarerPod on Twitter and at VoidfarerPodcast on Facebook. You can come hang out with us on the Project Derailed community Discord server by going to projectderailed.com slash discord. We have a brand new season of Fables Around the Table. Titled Tiffany, GM Chelsea Rexinger weaves a horror tale as players Fiona L.F. Kelly, Annie Kimmel, who played Penny on Fables Curse, and Caitlin Camp, who played Posey Drew Fisher on Lost and Opia on the Voidfair Interludes episode, are different aspects of the bride of the powerful noble who goes only by Bluebeard. Playing Bluebeard's Bride by Magpie Games. Will you open the door? Stick around to the end of the episode for a trailer. Do you experience digital eye strain from too much blue light exposure from your digital screens? Baxter blue glasses are not your average frames. These blue light lenses filter 80% of the highest energy blue light, eliminating 99% of glare. The past year, we have all been glued to our devices more than ever. And staring at my screen, editing Voidfare, definitely taken a toll on my eyes. Baxter Blue is also a force for good, providing a pair of reading glasses to someone in need for every pair of Baxter Blue glasses sold. This eyewear is built for the digital age, and Baxter Blue is giving our listeners 10% off your next purchase of blue light, sleep, or kid glasses. Click the link in the show notes to get in on that deal. Give your eyes a break with some Baxter Blue glasses. Theme song and other original music by our producer Tom Goldthwaite with music by purple-planet.com. The next episode of Tales of the Voidfarer lands on Tuesday, June 1st. See you then. Yeah, I actually kind of think that you've probably made arrangements to like meet Merrick at the mess or something like yeah, that. Yeah, perfect. You know, for, for ale and ketchup and like that sort of thing. So, uh, yeah, you head there. Uh, okay. Um, I am at the mess hall and um, I think I see Merrick sitting somewhere and sort of, uh, you know, eating and I'm too excited to even like get my mm-hmm. food or anything. And I just sit down uh, across from him and I go, buddy, I- I- it is so good to see you. Yeah. Like, wow. Like seeing you just, I'm still processing it. Like, what are the odds? Right. This is wild. But I, I mean, I-, I don't know. There's been all sorts of like ordained by a fate shit going on in my life lately that I can't say I'm super surprised, but God damn it, am I delighted. Oh, uh, how, how you been? What have you been up to? How did you get onto the void fair? What happened? <laughs> it, it It's a long story. Uh, so, um, well, you, you kind of vanished on us, but, uh, you know, I, I was kind of hoping that I'd somehow run into you, uh, but I, not gonna lie, I didn't have the highest hopes like last that i knew you went in for the luck beat job and yeah yeah then no one ever heard from you and uh first i thought like well, shit like we knew we knew he was a good shot maybe maybe he got it maybe i finally been off more than you can chew but 
then word got out that he wound up dead? Yeah, yeah. With a crossbow bolt in his eye? Yeah, all right, listen. Uh, voice down, voice down, voice down. Um, was that Was that you? It was, it, it was me, Merrick. It was me. I didn't mean to do it, and I ain't happy for having done it. But yeah, I got in too deep. I bit off more than I could chew, and, and you know, when, when shit went south, I did what I had to do to get out of there. Now, you don't understand, because he was going to kill me. I mean, I got caught. I got caught dead to rights, red-handed, and and that was going to be it. So it was kill or be killed, Merrick. I, I believe you. I, I don't, I don't blame you or anything. Like, really? I mean, if he was trying to kill you, what? Yeah, but he was trying to kill me because I, because I then broke into his house and tried to, you know, <laughs> steal his stuff. Well, I don't know. It's kind of hard to blame you. I don't know him at all, and. We've known each other forever. Yeah. I'm going to give you the benefit of the doubt. Yeah. I mean, I... I, I was probably okay. I I, I mean, I, I I did... It doesn't matter. Whether it was the right thing, whether it was the wrong thing, it was the thing that I did, and now it's just the thing that I got to live with and deal with and do. So, uh, anyway, you just didn't tell me your story. So, so, so you were... <laughs> you were you were going to the what happened? I wasn't there anymore. Well, uh, yeah, you you weren't there anymore, and uh, you know, we kind of had uh, our, our system. Um, you know, you you're you're the one who does the, does the talking, and I'm the one that's there to do everything else. But um, you know, turns out that the talking part is really important, and uh, well, I wasn't really going to be able to pull off any any jobs without you. Uh, so I explored other employment and there was the salvagers guild and they were promising lots of money and yeah. You so went straight. Well, trust me, it's the salvagers guild. Turns out that uh, it's not that straight. Oh, okay. Still though. But I mean, well, and it, it, it sucked like, we weren't hardly making anything like it's just the whole it's one big scam. Yeah. I'll tell you that. Well, that's what happens when I'm not there to look out for you. You end up getting scammed. Right. Really? Like they they lure you in with all kinds of promises of riches. And sure, you know, maybe some people get that, but it's at the expense of everyone who doesn't. Wait. So so let me get this straight. I was going to ask you what you were doing on the ship, like who you were trying to fleece or what you were trying to pull. But I mean, you're just working to spend at the company store i mean you're just you're just here just i'm just here Jesus. well like flap i tried to i tried to you know keep scamming but you know without you around i can only take getting caught so many times I, 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 before i realize i'm not really cut out for it just on my own no it's 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 our we were a good team i mean when when things yeah. got bad i i could have used you in that situation with Luckbeak because i mean maybe things wouldn't have gone the way they went and you could have used me and but the point is merrick we make a better team together than we do alone i guess alone we ain't even a team that's not what a team is one person anyway um for sure so 
what's the plan? I was still figuring that out. Like, until the other day, I I didn't know what was going to be next. I, uh, you know, I buddied up with Happy Winds and Corvina, and we kind of stuck together inside of the, the Salvagers Guild. But about a week ago, our ship got attacked by the Xena Syndicate. Oh. Uh, okay. Yeah, and luckily... The three of us were some of the few that survived. I don't know what they wanted. They didn't take anything. They attacked and they started killing people. And then they questioned us and kept us prisoner there for a couple days, just floating in space. And then the Voidfarer showed up and they split. What 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 these what these thugs look like? I mean, just were they were they human or were they 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 were all 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 different kinds of races? Any like uh, I don't know any any mantis people there like Thracreen? Actually, now that you say it, there was one. Huh. Uh, okay. Interesting. I mean, we because we also came across uh uh some folks from that that get up in our travels and. Uh, you know, he was there too. Interesting. Uh, all right. And he, yeah. he takes like a gulp, an audible gulp. Like he's uh-huh. trying to keep it together, but obviously there's some conspiracy against them at this point. I don't even know what they were asking about. They just asked who we were and where we came from. And I don't know. It was bizarre. Yeah. Uh, and luckily the Voidfarer happened to be passing when they did. And... Captain Val was nice enough to bring us on. And I'll tell you what, it's already way better here. Yeah, right? Like, it ain't a bad place to be. Um, but boy, I uh, I, I kind of maybe done my time here. Uh, what, do you, what do you say to moving on? I mean, do you, do you, are you just going to stick around here? Do you, you have someplace, you know, you'd rather be? Or, or you know, what's, what's the next catch? What's the next... You have something you have your eye on? I, I, I mean, I didn't, I didn't have any plans. I'm, I'm open if you have suggestions. Okay, all right. I mean, it's pretty comfortable here. We don't need to rush. Yeah. Uh, but we don't need to stay forever. No, absolutely not. I mean, it's just, you know, when people start knowing your name, and and you know, it gets a little. I mean, you, you call me flap in front of everybody, and I, 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 I don't blame you, of course. I, I didn't. I, I, I know. I it's know. all right. I was excited it's all right. in the it's moment. All right. now, but but I do have a question. Yeah. You're using Luckbeak's name. That look, I'm look, you you've always been the brains and I was the brawn. Like that's that was the thing. But that seems dumb. Yep. Yeah, yeah that's it's it's real real stupid. Um see I kinda got in over my head after I killed him too. And somebody thought I was him, and I just said yes. And things are kind of... Yes, and. Yeah, yeah. I said yes, and, <laughs> when I should have said no, but. Uh, and from then, things had just kind of spiraled. And at this point, I mean, I could have just taken a moment and said, yo, that's not actually my name. But at this point, it's been so long, and I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm using this ridiculous voice the whole time. And I mean... Uh, I don't know. It's just at this point, it's more trouble than it's worth 
to come out, and then it it raises all sorts of new questions. You know what I mean? Yeah, I I wouldn't I wouldn't be able to keep all. Of no, this it's straight. it's it's a lot. But right now there ain't nothing to keep straight because my name is Luck B. Cumble, and I am a rigger on the void fair. Oh, you're a rigger too. Oh, hey, hey brothers, <laughs> oh rigger buddies. Um. So I mean I think I think he's gonna start asking him about like his family like have you heard mm-hmm. from you know Webby or anybody? I mean I I had a little bit of contact with your family, but I didn't didn't want to be too present because you know awkward questions. Yeah, um, no, I, I I get it, but so I mean how's how's Webby? How's Grape Coon? How's how are they all doing? Last I heard, fine, but I mean I haven't been there in months now. Okay. Okay. Good. But I'll I'll tell you what the words getting out about this place about Crot Space, not just from the Salvagers Guild anymore. Hmm. What do you mean? It sounds like a lot of people might be trying to come here because the promise of riches and unclaimed territory and you're not. Are you trying to say merchants are coming out to Crot Space? A lot of different people with many different interests. Although, weirdest thing, um, I found out through... Okay, you remember you remember the cousin I told you about that used to work as a, a detention officer? Yeah, of course. He was going to be my man on the inside. Right. I learned from him that Malachi Amakos got himself transferred to this huge asteroid prison here in Crot Space, like... A couple years back, right when it opened, like high security place. I don't know why anyone would want to go there. Word is he pulled some sort of connections and got himself transferred there on purpose. When was this? A couple years back. So, so you, my best friend shows up out of nowhere to tell me that my sister might be somewhere in space and the man that killed my father might also be here somewhere. Look, some time has passed and I've learned some things. Oh, those are a lot of things to learn. Yeah. And I only just found out about Malachi. So, yeah. I thought you should no, know. No, that's um I mean, I I I ain't got I ain't got nothing to do with him anymore. My mom said her peace with him. She arrested him and she should have killed him. But she did what she did, and that's that's okay. I, I I don't know if that affects me anymore, unless I don't know. I mean, I guess. And he starts like his eyes are kind of darting back and forth. Yeah. Now the one thing that as you're sitting here and it kind of dawns on you is you've heard about this prison. Oh, have I? What when was this? It had come up back in chapter oh, one. Oh boy. The prison is where the Zenith Syndicate headquarters Jesus is. Jesus Christ. Okay. Because the suzerain overthrew the prison. Okay. And made it the base of operations for the Zenith Syndicate. Okay. So I think he says, um, unless... And then he, like, gets up from the table and he's like, hey, I I, I, I gotta go. Uh, um, I'll, 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 I'll meet you later tonight somewhere. Oh, okay. Okay. Is everything okay? It's all it's all good. Hey, you you got the old luck become bolt promise. I'll see you later, Merrick. 
All right. See you later. Uh, uh, Marco or Revenant? Yeah, mine will be quick because I think like Marco would eventually have like while he was muttering turned around and he's going to go look for Ezerath. Okay. Yeah, you can find us. Ravnus was also going to look for Azeroth. <laughs> <laughs> so we can both just run into each other. Ravnus, oh, oh, sorry, I got lost in thought. Where, where are you heading off to? I'm going to look for Azeroth. But Providence, so was I. Well, let's okay. go together. He's <laughs> like, well, what are you looking for? for? Um, I just wanted to see something. Fair enough. Um, yeah, I guess we'll go look for her together. Yeah, you guys find Ezerath. She is up on the top decks um, at the very aft of the ship. And she's actually sitting on the rear gunwale with her legs crossed in a meditative position. Um, um, Ravenous goes and sort of like taps on her shoulder and is like, hey. She doesn't even open her eyes and she goes, what do you want? Um, she's going to uh, run her hand through her own hair um, and get a a thought strand basically and uh drop it in uh one of Ezerath's hands and uh she's like read this okay she opens her eyes and looks down at it and um she eyes you and reaches up and clasps a necklace that she's holding and there's a soft glow of purple light and the strand like kind of glows uh as well and she closes her eyes for a second uh what's on the strand um it is the uh nautiloid ships and what they did with the uh with the wormy boy got it so yeah it's like that the just the scene um yeah. that that happened um yeah the finale she, of chapter four <laughs> the, finale, the, the, the last five minutes of chapter four yeah um <laughs> she uh she furrows her brow and opens her eyes and she goes and I was there. So you saw gift ships. Right. Even on that? What would they have been? Not alloyed ships. I feel like we're talking in circles. What is oh. the problem? She's is, she's going to say just like not devoid of context, I guess, but she's just going to say the word squids. Um Huh. Interesting. Um, let me let me get through the little loopholes in your, <laughs> whatever this is. Interesting. Okay. You're behaving irregularly. What did I just say? You said gif. Oh, damn it. Yeah. Hippo. <laughs> um she like huffs. Um and uh, is is like, you can do your thing to Marco. Yeah, Ezra's going to look at Marco and go, is she all right? Marco just says, well, most of my questions just got answered. Yes, she is fine. Last I checked. Looks over at Ravnus and is like, yeah, yeah, she looks pretty good to me. Perhaps the adverse, adverse side effects of being the subject of Githzerai rituals, if one is not. Githzerai, she says with um, a little bit of disdain on her voice. So, um, probably not the best time to ask that question. Maybe I'll just be going. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just gonna leave. 
And Marcus like, well, most of my questions got answered, and the other one seems a little touchy right now, so we're going to um, <laughs> <laughs> hit the old dusty trail. Uh-huh. So yeah, he's just going to like, I'm going to step back from that one. Got it. <laughs> yeah. He, he was also going to ask about the, if uh, what her account was of that. Um, so that question got immediately answered. I'm like, all right, uh, ritual. Ooh. I feel like yeah. this is like the the fucking like friends meme with like Joey and Phoebe. Like, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so yeah. frustrated. Yeah, it seems whatever is affecting uh, her and Val is more sophisticated than just a simple block on words. Okay. Hmm. Marco's now walking away, muttering to himself again. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Ravenous just stomps off. Yeah. So, um, all right, Luckbeak, you kind of wander off lost in your own thoughts. Oh, I'm not lost, my friend. I have a destination in mind. Okay, then. And that destination is the door of Marco Astorio. <laughs> um, what? Uh, come, come in? Marco, you have literally just got to yeah. like the the crew quarters. <laughs> oh yeah, that's right. I keep thinking everybody has a room like an idiot. All right, I knock on his his beanbag or whatever he sleeps on. Uh, okay, the, you oh, knock what? on the nearest like beam of wood. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, hey, uh, Marco, you owe me. Okay, for that library thing. Um, sure. I, what, what? I need two of your spells. Two of my what? Your, your things you do, your magic you cast, your spells. Um, which spell do you need? All right, first I need you to read my mind, so cast Detect Thoughts. Oh, okay. Okay. I, I do. All right, I'm thinking about the whole situation. I'm basically replaying the movie in my mind of everything that happened with the, uh, the Three Queen. Okay. Yeah, Marco, you just get suddenly blasted with this, like movie sequence on fast forward of Luckbeak sneaking onto a Zenith Syndicate ship in the middle of a fight and getting discovered by a three Kreen who doesn't seem all that concerned that he's there and lets him go mm-hmm. after Luckbeak gives him his name. Then later that same three Kreen arrives while Luckbeak is at the docks of Nadir Anchorage after he accidentally killed someone. That's the first year you're hearing of that. <laughs> and the three Kreen appears and tells Luckbeak that he did a good job and pays him. Nick, you didn't need to <laughs> You didn't need to do that because you just spent thirty hours creating a montage of those scenes with cool background music and stuff for their Fuck listeners. That. I mean I, I said it, therefore it is true. Uh, <laughs> I have the power to cut you saying it. <laughs> You lose all this? You didn't hear any. All this verbal back and forth. It's so fun. <laughs> all right, now don't say a word and don't ever talk about that to nobody, okay? Marco's mouth is just agape right now. He's, he doesn't have words to you, so you're good. <laughs> okay, spell number two. Uh, okay. You're familiar with that guy now, right? So I need you to use sending. Oh, hold on a second. What, what am I going to send to him? I pull out a wait, piece wait, of paper hold on. and I give it to you. Are you in a assassin no i ain't no assassin (laughs) no you saw what i just saw it was an accident fair enough all right yeah it was the payment afterwards that was really never mind never mind okay write down what you need uh i hand you the piece of paper uh and there are 25 words on it uh it says leave my family alone 
If you have business with me, take it up with me. They are innocent. If this is Malachi, we've no business. Look, Beak, how deep are you into this thing? Marco, I... <laughs> so you're intentionally, just so I'm, I'm clear, you're trying to message the three queen. Yeah. Not the suzerain. The three queen was part of the suzerain, wasn't he? Yeah, the three queen is part of the Zenith Syndicate, but uh, like you still have a sending stone that contacts the suzerain directly. So the suzerain in general? The suzerain is the leader of the Zenith Syndicate. Got it. The leader of the Zenith Syndicate. Okay. Yes. Sure. Yeah. Um, the three queen works for the suzerain. Right. Uh, okay. Uh, no, I, I, I'm comfortable texting the mantis instead. Okay. It's more tangible. Like you can guarantee who that yeah. is. Yeah, and mm-hmm. I have a suspicion that I do not want to talk to the guy who's the leader of the syndicate right now. Um, mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, so I say, go ahead, send it. Tell me what they say. Okay. Um, I cast sending, and mm-hmm. I send the message verbatim. Okay. Um, he can respond with twenty-five words. Uh, there's a pause, and you get the response. Hello, Marco Storio. Tell our mutual friend that he has nothing to concern himself with. So, I kind of take stock of that for a second and be like, he knows my name? Okay, well, um, looks over and says, Buckbeak, what did you tell them? I didn't tell him nothing. Why? Well, his response was, Hello, Marco Astorio. Tell our mutual friend he has nothing to worry about. How does he know my name? Uh- Marco, I don't know. I mean, I don't know how he knew I was on the docks. I don't know any of that. I mean, Marco, there's something weird. I mean, us three have a link, and now people are after us. And I, I don't, I don't, I don't really know what to do at this point, Marco. How does he know your name? That's, that's fair. Um. Oh, love. I thought I was gonna go to sleep thinking about squid. Okay. Um. I just got to pile on the problems. <laughs> <laughs> We're certainly in the thick of it, I suppose. Um, in for a penny, in for a pound. Um, is there anything that we can do to secure your family anymore? I mean, or anything that you'd like to do from here on out? I mean, some wild information, Luckbeak. Um, how many times can you use sending a day? Uh, let me see here. It is a well, I got two more in me. And then I gotta reach into the, uh... Oh, the bracelet thingy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I have two more that I can do from my own powers. I can also cast it as a ritual, but that will take time. Um, the rest can be reached through for the bracelet. So I guess, it's... technically speaking, an infinite amount, but, um... Okay. I would like to sleep at some point yeah, tonight. Yeah, me too, me too. I just, can you do one more for me? Yeah, it's no problem. Um, I guess you gotta be familiar with her. Do it again. Detect thoughts. <laughs> um, I think as you detect thoughts, you're getting a lot of like scrambled messages in your head. Uh, I think you're seeing a lot of like Tiana for a minute, and then we're like rewinding in time and going backwards, and we see like um, the goddess uh, Sune and like a giant statue of her, and like all these like jumbled memories. Uh, and then you hone in on uh, a female Doar who is having a conversation with me. Uh, you're seeing through my eyes in the first person. And um, I think you're, the conversation has been lost to time, um, but the feelings that you get are intense feelings of love. Mm. And then you break out of it and he just says, 
just say, are you okay? Should I mention? No, don't mention nothing from? to nobody. Just figure out if she's okay. Okay. Um, kind of like curious about his love life too. Um, <laughs> especially the goddess Sune in there. Um, but yeah, Marco is going to close his eyes, concentrate, and he is actually going to say to this uh, female Doar, "Hello." <laughs> Just asking for a friend. Do you like you me? Okay? Check yes or no. <laughs> <laughs> I think he. I think he probably also say, um, "Hello, my name is Marco Astorio. I am a friend. I just want to know if you're doing okay." Because <laughs> if, if if I was just walking through my day and I just heard the words "Are you okay?" in your mind that I did not think. Oh. I would probably freak the fuck out, even if I knew magic existed. See, Marco's telling everyone his name, and then he's like, how they know my name? Because <laughs> he tells everyone, that's how. She just messages back, unsubscribe. <laughs> no. Stop. Stop. Unsubscribe from cat facts. <laughs> You've been subscribed for eternity to cat facts. Um, but seriously, that that is what he's going to say. Yeah. Um, Hello, I'm Marco Storio. I'm asking for a friend. Are you okay? Are you doing okay? Yeah. There's a pause. And you get a reply saying, Uh... <laughs> I don't r- recall knowing someone that name, but I'm doing fine. <laughs> I may have had too much fruit last night. Says <laughs> 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 to Luckbeak, she is doing okay. Um, she probably had too much fruit last night, which is why she thinks that somebody is in her head right now asking why she's okay. That ain't something anybody knows about. I just needed to make sure. Thank you, Marco. I appreciate it. And um, Even though it was for more utility purposes, thank you for trusting me with that. Yeah. I, I'm sorry I got mad at you earlier. Um, I'm sorry, too. I could probably be a little more... Um, Understanding that the library is not on everybody's top priority list. I'm going to go up on deck and think for a little while. Um, I've been writing. I've been trying to do this writing thing. I wrote you a little I'm sorry poem. You don't have to read it now. And he hands um, you another piece of paper and then he leaves. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I open it. What does it say? There once was a man of the seekers whose small member could fit in a beaker. But he wasn't stressed. You'd be quite impressed when he points at that thing and says, Squeakers. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my god, I love it. (laughs) (laughs) I'm gonna frame it. We gotta gotta get that one, like, (laughs) cross-stitched. I think Marco would actually, like, pin that up next to his, like, hammock space. Aww. Yeah. 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 Luckbeak, you kind of leave to head up to the deck to collect your thoughts. Uh, and as you exit the barrack, you see that there is Lillian, Everly, and Odyssey on their way to the barracks to tuck in for the night. Mm. Um, and they kind of shuffle out of the way and let you pass before going into bed. Okay. So, 
yeah, you guys kind of call it a day. It's been a long one. You woke up this morning on a giant mechanical gnomish built rig (laughs) traveling through an arcane sandstorm to only find a town being ravished by neothalids to help evacuate everybody only to witness the entire town getting devoured by a massive fuck off huge neothalid only for that to be destroyed by a secret fleet of mind flayer ships that no one else can perceive. It's been a day. (laughs) (laughs) So you guys tuck in for the night and you have a week of travel in front of you before you get to Nadir Anchorage and from there on to the next job. All right. What about the Nautiloid shits and the, the Nautiloid shits? <laughs> My squid shits. <laughs> Excuse me. Um, she's. <laughs> Once upon a time, there lived a lord whose place was so splendid and so richly furnished that even the sultans could not be compared with it. He was never spoken of by his real title, which was Grand and Noble, but instead, he was simply referred to as Bluebeard. Bluebeard scared the young woman, but maybe his beard wasn't quite that blue. She accepted his proposal. I don't know about you two, but they did kind of get in the witch's head. It's almost like a childlike fear, like how kids will sometimes get really like super afraid of something random and it doesn't like quite make sense. These seem like reflections of our own insecurities. Fables around the table. Tiffany, debuting May the 12th. Will you open the door? ProjectDerailed.com